and welcome to the Lighthouse Podcast. We hope today's message encourages you to live your life well. If you'd like to connect with us further, you can jump on our website at differentlight.com.au and click the connect button. Or could we encourage you to also support our work by clicking on the giving button. Thanks so much for listening. In fact, if you've come this far with us in this live stream series and you've missed that Jesus is central to being able to live stream, allow me to help you because we're going to begin one of our six frames or regions of life today and I thought it was important we started with following so that there can be no mistake that when it comes to streaming your life for others and for in, in our case streaming Jesus's life for others you have to be following him in fact we're all following something or someone or some stuff or some mindset or some feelings we're all following stuff Our journey is about looking at Jesus' life, studying it, praying to him, connecting with his power and his presence through the Holy Spirit and following his way. We're going to read the Bible this morning and uh, I'm going to pick it up in 2 Peter, if you're joining me. 2 Peter, chapter 1, we're going to read a, a bit of it at the start. And then a bit more of it at the end. And the journey we're going to go on is this. I'm going to talk to you about what I learned about following Jesus through surfing. I'm going to talk about what Jesus being the master of your life looks like. We're going to talk about what evil looks like. (gasps) That's going to be exciting. And then we're going to end with a practice that will help us move through the following region. Are you ready? Let's do this. Let me read this. 2 Peter 1 verse 2 says this, grace and peace be yours in abundance. Who wants that? I'll take that. I'll take a bit of grace and peace in abundance through knowing God and Jesus our Lord. His divine power has given us everything we need. How much of what we need? Everything we need for a godly life through knowing Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. Glory is a bit of an old-fashioned word. All it means is this, His character on display. We can see His character. right? And He's not here in the flesh anymore, but you are. And so when you follow Jesus and you stream His life through yours for others, you become His character on display. You become the glory of God. How cool is that? You actually get to take part in that. Listen to this. Through these things, he has given us very great and precious promises so that through them, you may participate in the divine nature. How cool is that? Let me break it down for a second. You actually get to take part in the life of God. You're not distant from him. You're not separate from him. You're not working out how to become him. He invites you into himself, his very life and power. That's breathtaking if you think about it. Through these, Jesus' character being made seen, his glory and his goodness, through these, he's given us great and precious promises so that through them, 
you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. We're going to get to the evil desires bit in a minute because I know you've got questions, but let's pray first. Heavenly Father, it is so important that uh, actually the, the learning that we take part in today and, and whatever happens as we concentrate on this message, on this incredible letter written ages ago but still carries such a timeless message. Holy, Holy Spirit, I'm, I'm just going to put it on you actually. I'm going to trust in you that you will speak to each and every one of us, that your power and your presence is here and that we would hear your voice in our hearts, in our minds, and that we would be inspired to actions. So God, may I uh, represent you well today in the ideas and the thoughts that I have. And may you have your way, God, your will, your knowledge unfold. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. So we're going on a journey of live streaming Jesus. We've got six different regions and inside these tents is something to help us understand more about the region. So, which tent do you want me to choose? Okay, I'll do this one. See if I can, see if I can. Bryn, give me this one, please, bro. Just so you can... So you can get it like I get it. You ready? It's exciting. Now I've got to put the microphone back. That was completely unrehearsed. All right. What does this tent have for us? The following tent has... Oh. And guess what? Everybody gets one. No, I'm joking. It's not a game show. This is church. Does everyone know what that is? Surfboard. Surfboard. Surfing taught me a lot about following Jesus, would you believe? Let me explain why. As a kid growing up in Cronulla, surfing was a rite of passage. My mum, bless her heart, she was uh, an immigrant from England and she had her heart set on the beach boys and surf culture. And while she never got to learn how to surf herself, she was darn sure that one of her four kids was going to be a surfer and I fit the bill. So I remember her pushing me under waves on a boogie board when I was about four and I never gave up from that moment on. Um, boogie boarded for ages and then picked up a surfboard and had all kinds of great surfing memories from around Cronulla. For me, growing up surfing, it was like every weekend, every afternoon, every morning, school holidays, sometimes during school. <laughs> my, my life was dedicated to uh, surfing. I, I, I had the fortunate pleasure of being able to represent Cronulla at state titles a couple of years in a row. That was fun. And um, I just lived and breathed salt water, sun, surf, and sand. It was awesome. And that's a good thing, right? It's healthy. It's healthy for a young person to have a good habit like that. As I grew up, uh, I, I, I just adored it so much that it actually influenced my whole day. Like my mood 
and my attitude and my actions would be contingent upon the surf that I had had. So if I'd done some good turns and I was lucky enough to get a barrel, I would come home and I would be, what we say in surf culture, frothing. <laughs> I would have had a sick session and I was super happy about life, ready to go and have a good time. And Elise would be like, yay! <laughs> However, <laughs> rewind that for a second. If the surf wasn't that good, or I didn't do very, if I didn't perform well, or if I had a, in, like an interesting interaction with somebody in the water because I was already grumpy because I wasn't getting good waves, then that would translate to my mood and my attitude and my actions. And Lisi would be like, uh-oh, on eggshells. Everything about the rest of my life was contingent upon whether or not I had a good surf or not. My existence, my engagement in life in general had this big if attached to it. If I had good waves, then I'd be in a good mood. If I had fun surfing, then I would have a great attitude about the rest of the day. If I did well out there, I felt like I could do well somewhere else. Here's the thing. I put my hand up in church, I'd say I was following Jesus, but he definitely didn't have any mastery over that part of my life. In fact, I had not mastered surfing, even though I'd been at it for two decades. Surfing had totally mastered me. So who is your master? Where are the ifs of your life contingent upon the rest of your life? So, so where are the ifs controlling your moods? Where are the ifs influencing your attitude about the rest of the day? What ifs do you have that determine the way you will act later? Because with Jesus, when you're following Jesus, there are no ifs. He gives us so's. Let me, let me break it down for a minute, because when we talk about following Jesus, what we're doing is this daily pursuit. Luke reminds us of that in chapter 9. Luke says, if anyone is, he's quoting Jesus, he says, if anyone is to come after me, he must first deny themselves, pick up their cross daily. Not just once, one time I put my hand up in church in 1993 and now I'm a Christian. That's not following Jesus. Daily. Denying yourself, taking up your cross, and following him. That's how Jesus becomes the master of your life. That's how you no longer become mastered by the contingent ifs of your life, and you start to follow Jesus and live in his sows. He, he, following Jesus was about trading my ifs for his sows. But I had to give surfing up for a while to learn this. And in 2010, we felt like God invited us, called us, like we read in the scripture, to move to Cambodia and live there and work there and fulfill his purposes for that place. Now, the, the trick to that was is that there was no waves. There wasn't even an ocean where we were going. And so it was a moment for me to go, Jesus, are you really the master of my life? 
and, and how, do I, how do I identify my life? How do I live with purpose without surfing anymore? And it was a great, great journey. I learned so much about myself. In fact, when we were able to move back to Australia, I, I, I prayed about this and I said, Jesus, are you cool if I, if I surf again? Like, this was a literal conversation I had in my mind in prayer. He's like, yeah, go. Tell me what you think about it now. I had the ocean so I could enjoy it with others. God made friends and relationships for me to enjoy in the surf so I could stream Jesus' life to them. I, I had the opportunity to go surfing so I was grateful and I enjoyed it. My ifs had been turned into Jesus' so's. And he does this for us when we follow him. Our ifs become his so's as he becomes the master of our life. So where are your ifs? And how will you trade them for his so's? What parts of your life are you holding on to that are contingent upon you getting your way so that then you can you know, follow Jesus with it or get, get your way in it. Is it, if I become wealthy, then I will be generous? If I get the opportunity to work on my fitness and health, then I will work on my health and be healthy? If God does this for me, then I will do this for him? That's not Jesus being master of your life. You have to trade in your ifs for his so's. Like, God's put me here in this place with this job, so I will use it for him to show how good he is in my life. God is given me these relationships in my life, so I want to show them the difference, the good difference that Jesus is making in mine. It fills our existence with purpose when we trade our ifs in for his so's. But it's a tough journey because it requires sacrifice. Something has to die. For me, surfing had to die. I had to give it up so it could be resurrected. And that is a light example of it. You know, in fact, the harder things that had to die, my pride, that had to die. In fact, that's still got to... That keeps being sacrificed so that I can trade my ifs in for his so's. What I think is right, sometimes I have to sacrifice that for a second so I can understand what God is up to in it and understand his so's for my life. Giving Jesus mastery of our life, following him, truly becoming a life stream for Jesus is about sacrificing our ifs, our control over our life for his so's. And then we get to this interesting part in the scripture. What I just described then is participating in his life, like we read in verse 4. Through Jesus' presence with us, he's given us very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature in his life. Then there's this next bit, having escaped the corruption of the world caused by evil 
desires. And here's a trick. We always kind of like think evil is like, like absolute and uh, intentional like wickedness and immorality. And you would be right. But there's actually a few terms that the Greek writers of the New Testament use for evil. Now, the one they used, Peter used in this one was epithemeo, which does mean an active intent to kind of pull things away from God's way. But there's a synonym for evil, kakos. Can you say kakos? Kakos. All right, let me, let me paint a picture here. You know, synonyms, they are words that are different, but they kind of like mean the same thing. In surf culture, we have rad, sick, <laughs> frothy. You get what I mean? They're different words, but they all mean slightly something, slightly something nuanced. Well, there's another word for evil in the New Testament, kakos. And kakos denotes something like that is worthless and useless to God's plan. Hang on a second. That's a bit different. So, so not only like active working against God's plan evil, but also like being worthless and useless to it is too. What we can understand then is apathy, a failure to trade our ifs for his so's, is as evil as actively working against God's purpose for our life. Breathe that in for a second. Just kind of walking through life with all your ifs in your backpack and God pointing to your ifs you know, if you get money, then you'll be generous. If you get more time, then you'll serve more. If, if God tells me what to say, then I'll be more confident with talking about him. If, and, and you kind of like hear that and you just go, eh, we'll figure it out. Eh, yeah, whatever. The New Testament teaches us that that's as evil as actively working against God. And when I learned that, Jesus becoming my master in my life took on a whole new meaning. I actively began a search in my life, a a journey to, to look at my life in new ways, daily looking through it, sifting through it, saying, Jesus, find anything in me that is an if that I'm holding on to so that I can give it over to you, that it can be sacrificed and I can live from a place of your purpose, your reasoning, your soul. Because I don't want to contribute. I don't want to be corrupted by apathy and laziness. Nor do I want to be corrupted by actively working against you. So Jesus, find any ifs in me and teach me how to walk in your souls. Do you get that? These one-off salvation moments in church, they won't do, my friends. It's important, don't get me wrong, everyone makes that decision for the first time at some time. But what we are looking at here is a lifelong journey where daily you're seeking through your life, finding anything that's contingent on your control, your mood, your attitude, your actions, and saying, Jesus, I want to give it to you. Fill it with your purpose. Fill it with your nature, who you are. Fill it with your reasoning. It's less about life and life streaming. It seems less about what we're 
being saved from and more about working out what we've been saved to. Let me finish the passage for us. From verse 5, it says, For this reason. I could translate that, that phrase into one word for you. What word do you think? So. Because Jesus is our master and he's invited us into his life and we can trade our ifs for his so's. So, make every effort. That doesn't sound like apathy or laziness, does it? Make every effort. Search your life for any ifs you have. To add to your faith goodness. You see that? Your faith's not this intangible thing just sitting there in your backpack of life. Peter's teaching us, make an effort with your faith to make it a good one. I love that. I feel like the place in history I find myself in, in the culture and the society I find myself in, cares less about me proving to them that the gospel or God is true than they do about proving that it's good. That by watching what streams out of my life, is it a good thing? Because if it is, then I want to follow it too. And the invitation of life stream and discipleship and living out and working out the Christian belief is about proving that it's good. So I'm, I'm with Peter. I want to trade my ifs for Jesus so as I want to make every effort to add goodness to my faith. And to goodness, knowledge, what we're doing right now, we're learning things about our faith. And to our knowledge, self-control, so that we don't take our knowledge and ram it down the throats of people we walk into. But we actually go, actually, what, what does this person need to see from me right now? Is it kindness? Is it patience? Is it figuring out what the next best question for them is? To self-control perseverance, knowing that God's not going to like do everything right there and then, but work it out the same way he did for us. And to pers perseverance, godliness, and a godliness, mutual affection, and a mutual affection, love. Get this, verse 8, for if you possess these qualities in increasing measure... Catch that for a second. Life streaming Jesus, following Jesus, is you should see these things increase. They will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. They will actually enable you to resist the carcass that we talked about before. That you won't be worthless and useless because your eyes are on Jesus and you're trading your ifs for his so's and God can do something with you. And, 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 and I need to just do a caveat that, that that thing isn't to go and be the next best pastor, isn't to go and plant the next big church. It's actually to live the life he's called you to in the place he's called you to. To be the best wife or husband you can be. To be the best teacher you can be. A teacher whose faith compels them to be good at what they do. To be the best business owner they can be. To be the best 
friend, to be the best servant, to be the best nurse, to be the best doctor, to be the best kid. I don't know. The goal is to enrich your life in the space you're in. And if you do these things, you'll be ineffective. Uh, you'll be, sorry, you'll be effective and productive in your knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. But whoever doesn't do them is nearsighted and blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sin. Therefore, this bit I feel like is written straight to us. My brothers and sisters, make every effort. Did you catch that? It's not gonna happen by itself. The, the gift that Jesus brings to our life is that we get to take part in it. There's dignity in that, my friends. Make every effort to confirm your calling and your election. Now, these are big theological terms. I'll break them down real quick for you. Calling is God's invitation for you to live your life based on His souls. Election is the fact that He knows who's gonna say yes to that invitation. That's all it means. For if you do these things, here's the good news. You will never stumble. That's literally what it says. In fact, every step you take is progress in toward Him. What a beautiful thing. And you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Not when you die, but that your life now will become a stream of heaven for the people around you here on earth. How good is that? That your life could be the live stream of heaven to the people around you. What a gift. What a gift. And we do that by following Jesus. And then I couldn't help but see what the next verse says. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. So I will remind you of these things, even though you know them and are firmly established in the truth you have. I can't make that up, can you? Here I am, reminding us, what a great privilege, reminding us of the truth we have firmly established. But my friends, search your life, find your ifs and trade them for Jesus so's. And in doing so, engage in following him and making Jesus the master of your life. One of the key frames of the life stream journey. Yeah, but how, Andy, I hear you say. Yeah, but how do you actually do that? It's a great thought. You're, we're up for that. We're up for that as much as we love the Matildas winning. Maybe. Interesting. If the Matildas win, then I'll be psyched in church. The Matildas won, so be psyched in church. How do we do that? Uh, every live stream region has a, has a practice for you to take home and to, to actually practice to see if it makes a difference in your life. And they're built on the ones that Jesus modeled for us. So in the following region, the practice, the yeah but how part of the journey is to pilgrimage, is to be on a pilgrimage. Now, hold your horses for a second. I'm not gonna get us to buckle our shoes and board the Mayflower to the new world. That's not the kind of pilgrimage I'm talking about. Pilgrimage is actually about a posture of your heart and your mind, your mood, your attitude, and your action. You can go on a pilgrimage walking around your block. 
you can go on a pilgrimage to go and do the groceries. You can go on a pilgrimage as you walk the blue mile in the morning. It's a posture of the heart. Every pilgrimage has four simple ingredients. It's a journey. You have to geographically move from one place to the other. And if you've read the Bible, you know that geography is a big deal. There's always movement from one place to another. Why? Because it symbolizes a deeper journey for us, that we are actually changing and taking part in Jesus's life. There has to be some sort of geographic journey. So go for a walk. (laughs) They can be a lot more kind of colourful and illustrious like that. For some friends of mine, dear members of our church, Adriano and Connie Mercurio, they're doing an incredible pilgrimage where they're walking like 3,000 kilometres across Italy right now on a pilgrimage. And I'm just like, send me photos. What's God telling you? It's amazing. And they're having this incredible time. And that, that's, that's one kind of pilgrimage. But as I said, you can literally take a pilgrimage walking around the block. It's just a journey. And on that journey, you do have to pray. And and I would encourage you to start your prayer with this simple question. Jesus, show me an if. Show me a part of my life that I'm holding the power and control of, that that my mood and my attitude and my actions, they're, they're contingent upon whether or not I get my way. Ask Him for an if. Let him, draw his, let him draw your attention to that if. And then as you, as, you, as you engage in that practice, make sure you're on your own, that you practice some solitude. And for some of us, like extroverts like me, solitude's a scary place. You mean I have to actually confront myself, who I am before God? It can be scary. And for introverts, they're like, woo, let's go. I'll take as much solitude as I can get. But it is important that you do find yourself completely alone. The reason why is because you can, there's, there's, a, there's a, a, a level of focus you get in solitude that you can't get anywhere else, that you can't get if you're scrolling on a screen, that you can't get if someone's kind of talking to you, that you can't get if you're watching somebody teach or listening to somebody teach. No, 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 just, just be on your own for that moment and see if Jesus doesn't show up by the power and presence of his Holy Spirit and show you an if and invite you to trade it for one of his souls. And that's the sacrifice, my friends. It's one of my dreams in life to go and hike the Camino Trail because there's something very beautiful that happens as you walk across Basque Country and Spain. Many, many people have done this pilgrimage. And often what they will do is they'll bring uh, a prop, maybe, maybe a surfboard, I don't know. Please, Jesus, not again. <laughs> or, a, or a rock. It symbolizes the if that they're carrying. Maybe it's a wound. Maybe it's some pain. Maybe it's shame about something. Maybe it's a guilt. Maybe it's, a, it's an if that God has drawn your attention to. And you carry that rock for the entire duration. And when you finish the journey at the, the point of the cross, they call it, the Ponte de la Cruz, there's, a, there's an iron cross there with a pile of props and stones there where thousands of pilgrims have laid their pain, their grief, and their shame at the foot of the cross and been relieved of it. And just thinking about that creates so much emotion in me that, that, that trading your if for one of Jesus' souls can enrich your life in that way and free you of that weight 
so that you can return to life with more meaning and more reason and more goodness than ever before. To follow Jesus, something of you must be sacrificed. Your if must be sacrificed so that you can take up his so. And this is the live stream journey of following Jesus. Thank you for listening to the Lighthouse Podcast. We hope this message brings inspiration and encouragement to your day. If you want to check out any of our other podcasts or the work that we do or when and where we gather, jump on our website at differentlight.com.au. Catch you later.